You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Monday. It's time to check in for Mental Health Monday with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Good morning, Heidi. Thanks for joining us for Mental Health Monday. Good morning. I'm excited to be with you as always. We are continuing our series on industry. Today, we're going to take a look at building industry. But first, I, uh, I don't want to neglect my duty of checking in on everyone's coffee this morning. So <laughs> I, I realize occasionally I forget this. So Sarah, coffee check in. What's, what's your coffee today? I'm pretty sure it's Tanzanian, but my husband made it for me, so I can't be totally sure. But I'm pretty we, sure that's it. Should we text him to find out? I mean, is it is, is yeah. it really important? Should like we... he's he's on his bike right now, so I don't think that's so. Be you good. probably shouldn't text <laughs> no him. Texting bike bike. No, no texting him. No, no texting him. Hazardous, hazardous. That's Heidi, funny. how about you this morning? I have a special treat. My husband bought, um, like we have points built up so we could buy the one we really wanted. And so our very favorite is Komodo Dragon. Um, it's Sounds amazing. Tropical. It's a version of Sumatra, of course, because, you know, that's <laughs> of my course. hobby. But it's got these unique notes and it's got a lot of depth. So I love Komodo Dragon. And just like wines, like the ones they release each year are a little different, you know. So mm -hmm. this one's not what it normally is. There's something a little different about it, but I do enjoy it. So, yeah, it's my favorite. Very now amazing. we've moved into like really coffee connoisseurs. Yes. <laughs> New podcast. Good for mental health. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. All right. Moving on to mental and, and I had my weekly coffee last week. So, uh, you know, I've got to save it week. for this last week. So, uh, <laughs> Andy. I'll have my weekly coffee again oh. one day this week, probably Friday. Who, oh, oh, no. My. Actually, tom mm -hmm. tomorrow's our wedding anniversary. So maybe we'll we go out for coffee tomorrow. Oh, so. that's exciting. Way to tend those relationships. I say sometime we should have like a <laughs> caffeine meets mental health meets, you know, uh, <laughs> discussion so we can really bring these things together <laughs> that that would be an interesting be, conversation might get a little out of hand <laughs> all right i wonder all right I wonder. building industry today we're talking yes. about industry um and 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 this is in our development series in in, in terms mm -hmm. of mental health so um what are we going to start with today in terms of building industry yeah, so the shape of the show today, if you will, is we're going to go through four ways to build industry, to build that sense of purpose. And, um, you know, we have pushed against in this uh, last month the idea of the importance of productivity, but we do want to feel like we're contributing and we have that sense of like uh, meeting some goals. That's a lot different than like idolizing productivity, right? So we want this sense of mm. meeting some goals and, and having that sense of purpose is really important in that. And so we're going to talk about four ways that we do that. And then the second half, we're going to go into some research that we know four things that contribute to that feeling of purpose from research. So the early, early parts are Heidi's ideas for building um, industry and some little more theological meat. And the last part, we're going to go into what the psychology and sociology community says about industry and purpose. So, and of course, our famous Andy and Sarah questions will come also <laughs> along the way. So good. Boy. So good. So yeah, right. The first one. So the the first, the four things that I have to build industry are number one, build relationship, build thoughts and ideas. Number three, build emotions and um, build 
sorry, it's three things, I guess. <laughs> I misstated. <laughs> you know, this is a live program, right? It's Monday. Um, it's fine. But, so the fourth <laughs> thing is really the emphasis on those things over only building our activity and our behavior and overly focusing on those. Um, so it's kind of like building and then one roadblock, if you will, that kind of gets in our way and why we're focused on those things. So so building relationship, um, number one, I always like to point out that like there was relationship before humans existed because the Trinity itself is a relationship. That's how important relationship is to God. Um, and that to me is a little bit mind blowing, like that it, it didn't start with Adam and Eve. You know, it, you rewind even more that God without us still has relationship within himself. And I just think that's really cool. And that helps us to not judge relationship just based on our experience. Instead, like it's a thing in perfection apart from us in the Trinity. And so relationship is that important to God. And we want to reflect on that a little bit um, and understand, you know, what do you think? How do we, you think we feel purpose through relationship, I guess? Um, and I didn't ask this as an Andy and Sarah question, but Sarah, I know, I think it's your turn if you want to chime in a little bit. <laughs> like, what do you think, how do you think relationship links to your sense of purpose, I guess, as an individual? How do you experience that? I mean, so much of our lives are built around the communities and the, the circles of people that we have around us. Um, and so many mm -hmm. of our vocations are also... Um, tied into those relationships that we have. I mean, my vocation mm -hmm. as a wife is because I have a relationship with a mm -hmm. husband right. and my relationship right. with or my vocation as a daughter is because I have parents. So, you know, so many mm -hmm. of those, uh, those, those purposes that we feel or that we have in life um, are exist because we have relationships. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. You know, if you think about even like uh, the what you do for KFUO as a radio station, like number mm -hmm. one, not only are you like working with Andy, you're also doing it for people. Like there's, mm -hmm. it doesn't exist outside of that relationship. If you just talked on the radio or created content, what meaning is there in that, correct? Like mm -hmm. that, yeah. that would be really hard <laughs> to continue doing. Um, and obviously we're us using resources. So in order to be responsible, we wanna also make sure that it's connecting to people. But I think we lose sight of that so often in vocation, like we're just doing the tasks, doing the stuff. But when we, you know, dial out and look around us, who are we doing it for, I think is a helpful question. And that builds that sense of purpose, like, oh, okay. And pastors and church workers in particular, I've hear, heard this concern for them because so often you can get so overwhelmed with the burdens of what needs to be done that you actually lose a little sight of the fact that it's people and people's faces and relationships that you're doing it for. Um, and, and that really leads to burnout and things like that. And that's not, um, there's no shame in that, right? And I think we need to speak that into our church workers' lives, how much we appreciate that they're there for us that their presence is there, the things that they're doing, yes, but also say to them, I'm so thankful you're a member of this body. You know, recognizing that just them as a person and that part of their vocation as their existence in your local body of Christ um, and in their role there. I think, again, American culture just really sneaks into our Christianity sometime and we overemphasize the tasks 
and the activities of a vocation instead of the relationships of vocation. And I know any church worker you talk to is going to be like, I'm here for the relationships. <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> that's what they showed up for. And I think even the people who do their jobs best, like in various different vocations, whether they're an engineer or um, working in a medical center right now, those people are there for the relationships, right? Like they show up in this really terrible time in the healthcare industry because they care about people, not because they're like really good at taking IV bags down and putting in, um, you know, new ones or something like that. Um, the same thing for our friendly neighborhood postal workers or uh, people who work at restaurants or fast food restaurants, even like the best workers are the ones who you can tell want to be there for people. You know, uh, that's mm -hmm. what makes our community that sense of community also. So uh, building thoughts and ideas. And so building thoughts and ideas are another aspect of vocation that I think is often missed because of the work of the vocation, if you will, the like task of the vocation. And so on a given day, Andy, how about we'll ask you, what kinds of thought and idea work do you do? And do you feel, how do you help yourself feel productive in that? You know, I, how, what percentage of your job would you say is like ideas and thoughts each day? <laughs> Goodness. Um, Anywhere from 25 to probably 60% uh, of a day mm -hmm, is, mm -hmm, is given mm -hmm. to thought. I mean, if, especially if you're, you're talking about, you know, just this program alone, there's a, mm -hmm. a lot of thought. A lot of thinking you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of thinking. Um, well, trying to... Uh, gather insights on what are the stories that our listeners want to hear and then thinking about how to how to share those stories and uh, mm -hmm. gathering the stories and then how do we share them what's the what's the important mm -hmm. part of the story to be shared in the 12 minutes or 25 <laughs> minutes that we have how do you tell mm -hmm. a whole story in that amount of time so that's a lot of thinking and then uh, oh goodness even right now thinking about um, what we do and uh, how that relates to the the church year? How do we communicate the mm -hmm. church year and mm -hmm. what we do here? Lots of thinking, and that's usually mm -hmm. either on the trail or in the pool. <laughs> um, yeah, right. That's you know, when happens. no one else can interrupt my thoughts, because if I try to do mm -hmm. it during the day, <laughs> there's just there, mm -hmm. there's so many so many technical aspects to what we do that, mm -hmm. and, and and just so many things, so many gears in the machine that trying to think about that while all those gears are moving. Um, mm -hmm. and something gets out of place and we have to move the gears mm -hmm. in order to keep running that, yeah, gets a little challenging. So yeah. it has to be generally while I'm isolated and no one's interrupting. Yeah. And what you <laughs> just said is really valuable for our mental health. So when we give ourselves that space of thinking time in our vocations, uh, whether at home vocations or, you know, away vocations, then we have a greater sense of purpose. Like we're able to think of those kind of big idea things. We're able to uh, spend some time really reflecting and evaluating and assessing. Um, and it gives us that greater sense of purpose than just grinding the gears, right? And so that's one thing we want to add. And the last one before we go to break is building emotions. And so oh. I, this is, you know, maybe we should leave a little time for this after the break because it's kind of <laughs> kind of a hot thing. I feel like that we probably should be talking about in Lutheranism a little bit more in particular, but um, making some space for those is good for our mental health. And I think we like to think about thoughts and ideas like that's fine. And, and maybe, maybe relationship, but emotions, 
as, as Lutherans, I think we detach them, especially from vocation, um, which we kick ourselves um, for doing that because if we're going to use the language of vocation for home in particular, you better believe there's emotions present and we need to be <laughs> honest about that, right? Our most intimate relationships, but even at work, like what do our emotions look like? Are we giving them space again, when we're able to evaluate that um, and kind of move the just emotional experience to the logical prefrontal cortex experience of emotions, give them names, granularity, build some vocabulary, identify what's going on inside of us during a meeting or something. Um, so we're not reactive. Instead, we're responsive. Let me say that again. We don't want to be reactive, right? We want to be responsive to people. And so having a a button on our emotions and understanding them just a little bit more will help us to have that sense of industry, like some productivity instead of feeling so overcome by our emotions at times. And then, you know, and entering into this cycle of shame, like we shouldn't feel like that. And then we're actually less productive and we feel um, like less of a sense of purpose and all that good stuff too. So just focusing on relationship thoughts and ideas and emotions in as much as at least we build activity and behavior focus within our sense of purpose and industry. So, all right, we can go to break and then I'll ask the Andy and Sarah question when we return. <laughs> I like the very technical term and all that good stuff too. All that good stuff. Yeah. All that good stuff. Mental Health Monday on the Coffee Hour with Deacon is Heidi Game and I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa, host of Thy Strong Word, taking your questions as we go through the entire Bible, chapter by chapter. Let's read together with guest pastors from around the country and the church around the world, taking chapters and verses together in context, every passage fitting together in the Lord Jesus, because He is the Word of God. Let's read together. Thy Strong Word, weekday mornings at 11 on Worldwide KFUO. Underwritten by Lutheran Heritage Foundation, lhfmissions.org. Even in these uncertain times, Missouri lawyers are here to help. If your income has been impacted by the current global crisis, or if you qualify as a low-income household, you can have your legal questions answered for free at missouri.freelegalanswers.org. You can ask up to five questions, and they'll be answered by a lawyer licensed in Missouri at no cost to you. Missouri lawyers want you to know you are not alone. Get free answers to your legal questions at missouri.freelegalanswers.org. Brought to you by the Missouri Bar. Cross Defense is the show where we talk about curious topics to excite the imagination, equip the mind, and comfort the soul with God's Word. Join me, Pastor Tyrell Bramwell, every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on KFUO Radio, or anytime on KFUO.org, or even your favorite podcast app. My friends, our foe is a fierce enemy. Our only defense is Christ on the cross. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Mental Health Monday with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. We're talking about industry this morning in our development series here on Mental Health Mondays. And uh, before we went to break, 
we were talking about a very technical term, all the good stuff. Uh, no, seriously. <laughs> bring, Heidi, I'll let you bring us back to topic. I won't yeah. try to take us off topic. No, that's good. That's good. Um, so we left off with understanding three different things that help build our sense of purpose in an industry that we don't often put a lot of reflection on. Instead, we focus on tasks and behaviors and activities of our vocations. So also then building relationship in those vocations, building thoughts and ideas and building emotions in those are the three things we're going to do to help build that sense of industry um, instead of task only focus. So the Andy and Sarah question before we move on to some research from psychology and sense of purpose is how do you make time for relationships, thoughts and ideas and emotions in your vocations at home or your vocations at work? So which one stands out to you maybe and and in what place? How do you how do you build those things? I think there's, uh, at least at home, and I mean, in, at home, meaning also like my parents who don't actually live in my house, but mm -hmm. I can, yeah, you know, absolutely. family, familial yeah. things. Um, there's, there's not building my schedule out so much that I like never have time to to care for my my people and my house and and think mm -hmm. through the emotions that I'm feeling, um, but also setting aside t specific time to like call my parents every week. And that is the set time that I call my parents. And I, I at least if, if no other time, <laughs> um, you know, mm -hmm. I have that, that space in my life when I know I will be talking to them. Or, you know, if you're thinking about some, if, if I'm thinking about one of my family members, uh, you know, pull my phone out, send them a text, be like, hey, how's it going? Um, but being mm -hmm. conscious of that and intentionally um, being there for people and responding to things and, uh, I don't know, mm -hmm. taking so like taking the time and setting mm -hmm. aside time, but also leaving uh, leaving space in my life to to mm -hmm. kind of just be in those relationships and feel yeah. <laughs> feel the emotions, especially right now, and and being able to right. actually name them and, and work through them. Yeah, that's really good. So we call that marginal spaces, um, yes. you know, building in <laughs> the margins in the calendar as well as the dates. Um, I love how you talk about, yeah, just leaving a little space and time for that. It sounds like such a small thing. It seems really impossible at times, but if it's going on longer than a season where you haven't had that space, that's really going to tank your mental health pretty fast. So mm -hmm. creating marginal spaces is good for others and also good for you. Awesome. I appreciate that. How about you, Andy? Uh, at home, um, family dinner, uh, trying to keep mm. family dinner, a, a protect that time. Um, mm -hmm. it's not always possible with some of the, the demands, mm -hmm. um, especially this year, our, our schedule has been upset a little <laughs> bit because of, uh, just how we go about things as in, in congregational life and, mm -hmm. uh, our responsibilities as, as a, as a, as a family to our congregation as well. So um, we've had to adjust that, but still trying to keep that, uh, protect that, that family mm -hmm. time of, of family dinners and also Saturdays. Um, sometimes Saturdays can get eaten up with a ton of other things, but trying to protect those as well, guard that time so that uh, we have that as families, uh, as a family to, mm -hmm. to be together. Um, yeah. 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 In, in terms of work, I don't know. My, <laughs> You shared your work one earlier if you want to pass. Like that was good. Okay. Um, no, yeah, no, that's good. I appreciate that, you guys. I think 
uh, like you said, not overwhelming ourselves with this big idea thing of like, I just need to be better at relationships. You know, okay, that's <laughs> not going to work. That's not going to really impact our mental health, which later on today, if anyone's interested on the Heidi Kim Rights Facebook page, we have Mental Health Monday live once a month with Dr. Kim Markshausen too, who's a Lutheran educator uh, with her uh Ed Psych doctorate, I believe. And she helps us work through some different theories. And, and today we're doing behavior theory. And it's exactly what we're talking about here is like the things that we do and how much we emphasize those things and what happens when we overemphasize what we do instead of uh, the other parts of ourselves, our emotions, our thoughts and our relationships and things like that. So so if anyone's interested, that's at noon Central Standard Time on the Heidi Gaiman Rights Facebook page. If you want to delve into some of that stuff we just talked about a little bit more. Um, but here for our, the rest of our space here, I just want to talk about four things that we know from research contribute to our feeling of purpose. Um, and those are number one, physical and mental well-being in general. Like if we take care of ourselves, we'll feel a greater sense of purpose. And I just I love that. It's It's very basic, right? Like we got to take care of ourselves. We have to take care of this mind, body, and spirit that God has created um, and steward it well. And so we'll come back to that. The second is belonging and recognition. And so in our systems in particular, when we build a sense of belonging, people will not be fighting so much for that sense of purpose. This is one reason why the body of Christ on earth is so important, because it is a primary place that God gave us to have that sense of belonging, the problem is that lots of people show up and don't have that sense. So we have to start asking ourselves as congregations, um, I think, especially as we begin to kind of redefine what church looks like with all the digital spaces and physical spaces also and things moving forward. How do people have that sense of belonging still? How do we give that to them? How do we work with that for them to have the most sense of belonging that they can? Um, so they want to be part of this. Um, that's part of it. And then also recognition. And by recognition, I just mean like, hey, I'm glad you're here. Not just you did this amazing thing, right? Recognition of like your <laughs> body in space exists here. And I like that. Um, noticing one another. That's a powerful thing. Number three is uh, having activities that you personally treasure. So that can be in and outside of those vocations, but just recognizing that God made each of us unique individuals. And when we have things we treasure, there will be a greater sense of purpose. And so that probably overlaps with your vocation. Like Andy had mentioned earlier in this series, uh, your love of theater and tech uh, things related to the theater and where that overlaps in your vocation is probably going to be really joyful for you, but also then like not losing the engagement of that outside of it producing for you. Does that make sense? Uh, we want to have, if we treasure that activity, we want to have vocational expressions of that, but we also just want to make sure it has some bandwidth in our life. Um, and that can be as small or small, or that's a silly word, but like spending time with family and friends might be something you super treasure, but just like Sarah said, making some margin for it and what that looks like in our life. Um, that's the kind of bandwidth we're looking for. Without that, we could do all the vocational work in the world and be like a Nobel prize winner, but we know that we will not feel the greatest sense of purpose, which I think is really telling, right? That it isn't just about what we contribute. It's also about just our space here on earth and those relationships and what God is doing through us. Um, and the last one is spiritual closeness and connectedness. And I thought this was really notable 
that for us to have um, a, a great sense of purpose in our lives, secularly, it is recognized that we need to have a sense of spiritual connectedness. And so for us, we would be like, of course, everything is more meaningful in my life with Jesus. In fact, the entire book of Ecclesiastes, right, says meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless. But you know what, by the end of the book, Solomon or whoever wrote the book of Ecclesiastes gets to the idea that everything has meaning and purpose with God. That's the difference, right? So in order not to end up in that space where we feel like vanity and meaningless and it just, we aren't contributing uh, and we lack that awareness of the space God has given us in this world and how meaningful that is, we, we got to be connected to him, you guys. And even more miraculously, we have to be connected to one another. So real fast to wrap this up, because I know we have about a minute. Um, there's more resources on industry at HeidiGaiman.com. Everybody can go there. But Andy and Sarah, in your 30 seconds, right? What <laughs> reminds you that you are connected to God and others in your vocations? What reminds you that you're connected to God and others in your vocations? Sarah? Uh, when people pray for me and I tell other people that I'm praying for them. That's probably the, the mm. easiest, biggest good one. one to point out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, it's a good one. It's no small thing, right? And it's so easy to forget. No. So I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Andy? Uh, laundry. <laughs> I love it. Tell us just a tiny bit more in your... It reminds me that I'm a husband and a father, and it's mm. it's just a, a reminder of my vocation. Um, but you know, in in terms of what reminds me that I'm connected to to Jesus is is certainly my baptism and um, mm -hmm. the things that we have around our home to remind me of that on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, yeah, 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 that's really helpful. And we have to put those things before us sometimes, you know, like that's one reason why uh, we hang crosses in our houses. It's not just because it's mm -hmm. pretty, right? It's because that connects us in a very mm -hmm. real way. So I can remember that while I cook dinner, hey, guess what? This is for these guys and this is also for Jesus. Uh, same thing in all of our vocational places and spaces. Mm -hmm. Deaconess Heidi Gaiman, HeidiGaiman.com, and then on Facebook. Heidi Gaiman writes. Uh, check it out. Uh, more uh, information on Mental Health Monday. Thanks so much, Heidi, for joining us again. Thanks. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. And KFUO Radio. Visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.